Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Man, what a beautiful day today. A mix of sun and clouds, a high of 68. And tomorrow, it only gets better. Sunny and a high of 74. 43 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. After 8 o'clock, another keyword to cash. Maybe you'll be lining your pockets with a crisp, cool 1000 bucks. We'll give you that keyword after 8 o'clock. We'll tell you what to do with it and how you might be able to win. Also, Michael Winslow is going to be at the Agawam Cinemas on the 20th. We'll have tickets for that and a chance to meet and greet Michael Winslow. That and a bunch of other stuff, too. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 wants to know, what would you say if you won $1,000? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 and Sammy Hagar with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be sunny and nice today with a high of 67. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 72. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. You know, I guess if you're going to charge $1,500 a ticket, well, it's not really Taylor Swift charging $1,500 a ticket, but if you're going to have a a ticket that costs $1,500 for a nosebleed seat, you'd want the performance to be the best performance ever. Taylor Swift had an eventful return to Nashville over the weekend. Over the course of a three-night stand at Nissan Stadium, Swift surprised fans by announcing uh, Speak Now, uh, Taylor's version, and teamed up with the uh, Phoebe Bridgers for the live debut of Nothing New, Taylor's version. But the uh, there were storms that came through, right? Okay. As a result, uh, the opening was scrapped, and Swift herself didn't take the stage until after 10 p.m. She played until 1.30 in the morning. She could do that? Yeah, I guess so. See, a lot of places, you have to get out of there by a certain time. Like, there's a specific, like, you got to be out of there by midnight. Yeah, because they don't want the noise ordinance or whatever. Like, you know, like in, uh, what is it, Mansfield? It's like, you're in a neighborhood. Right, you know, everyone's got to be everyone's got to be out by a certain time, and you got all that union labor too. It's got to be, you know, yeah, the, yeah. their their time is valuable. Oh yeah, unions. Oh man, yeah. But you know what? You have union labor, and you're charging fifteen hundred bucks a ticket. I think you can afford the rate increase, don't you think? Yeah, if all that money were going to her. Uh, but hey, good for her that she played till one thirty in the morning. Who's got the time? What what is that like on a Monday night? Uh, Saturday. It was Saturday? a Saturday night. Yeah. It's a good thing. It was a weekday. Forget about it. I got work the next day. You know, that's a good point about that. I, di- I didn't even think too much about the uh, that ordinance because I know, like, even down at the the meadows or whatever it's called nowadays. Yeah. Any uh, open any open air concert facility. Yeah. Typically has a time limit. Very very specific time limit of when it has the show has to be done. Yeah. And everyone has to be gone. Well, hey, she's getting her, you're getting your money's worth out of you going to a Taylor Swift show. Yes. Uh, work on Britney Spears' autobiography, autobiography has been put on hold because her famous friends are worried about what's in it. A source says, quote, Strongly worded legal letters have been sent to the publishers by people who know Britney and who fear what she has written. 
The source adds, quote, Brittany is brutally honest in the book, and there are a lot of nervous A-listers out there. I mean, A-hole-listers out there, right? I uh, see what you did there. Uh, let's see. The other, uh, the last anyone heard, the book was supposed to come out in the fall. There's no word if that'll still happen. I don't know what A-lister she's talking about, but uh, the initials JT uh, bring anything to mind? Uh, let's see. Uh, it's not Jerry Springer. It's um, JT Walsh. Yeah, JT Walsh. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah. It. She had a beef with JT Walsh. Yeah, we all yeah. do. <laughs> well, he's dead now, but he was one of my favorite actors, and then he died. I was, uh, I was uh, upset about that. Were you really? Yeah, he was. Uh, he always played the jerk, like the mean, like boss guy, or you know, in any kind of movie he was in. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he died long ago. He probably died yeah, twenty uh, years ago. Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Yeah. The, the so fact he, that you even knew that guy's name was J.T. Walsh, I think, is pretty good. Well, because he was uh, he was one of my favorite actors. I always uh, liked him. That's yeah. why you know, like silently, quietly, did a Google search on who you're talking about. I'm like, oh yeah, that guy. That guy. The official coronation portraits of King Charles, Queen Camilla, and, oh, Queen Camilla. That sounds awful, doesn't it? It really does. And uh, and the family were released yesterday while there, and there were two noticeable absences. I bet you can guess who they were. Prince Harry and Jeffrey Epstein's buddy, uh, Prince Andrew, who's well, Charles's brother. Uh, that's too bad. I left my own brother out of the portrait. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone had to hold the easel. You know, I... It's kind of like it's. I'm looking at this. And I'm like, just because they have all this money and everything, they fight just like every other family in the country. Oh, they're they're as the dysfunctional world. as anybody. Yeah, maybe even more so because of all the money and fame. I mean, I can see uh, my family hanging out and then us excluding the people that we don't really care for in if the you, family. If you had, if you had like a crazy uncle, yeah, that was accused of what Prince Andrew has been accused yeah, of. Yeah. You'd probably want to distance yourself, too. Yeah. Uh, you're not able to come to my Little League games anymore, Uncle, Uncle yeah. Andrew. This uh, this children's birthday party, why don't you stay home for that? Yeah. You're not going to be the chaperone on the field trip this year. He can't pass the Corey check for some reason. I don't know <laughs> what he did. What did he do? I think this year's sack race is going to uh. be postponed. Uh, Harry, Prince Harry, uh, Harry reportedly left the UK right after the ceremony, but it's not clear if he would have been invited to pose for the pictures, even if he had stayed. On a related note, a lip reader tried to interpret the conversation Harry had with the guy he sat next to at the coronation. One of the things he supposedly said was, I'm fed up with the way they treat me. But that's somebody trying to read lips. You have no idea what he actually said. I'm saying any number of things. That's what these people, they, they think they, oh, no, that's exactly what he said. And do you think that he's actually going to come out and say that to people? No, he's not going to come he's out. Gonna, he, he's going to be quiet, and he's going to go on the plane and go away. That's it. Yes, and then he's going to go back onto a reality television show and tell everybody how horrible that experience yes, was. Yes, how he wants to, how he wants his life to remain private yeah. by going on a reality TV show. Uh, we still know basically nothing about the medical complication that has kept Jamie Foxx in the hospital for the past month, but here's the official, unofficial update. A supposed source in Jamie's inner circle says that he's stable and his condition is, quote, not a life-threatening situation right now. Of course, the now suggests that it may have been life-threatening at one point. The source adds that doctors are going to do more tests and want to be completely sure that he will be okay before allowing him to leave the hospital. 
He will also uh, be advised to keep his stress level down when he get, when he does get discharged. Something pretty serious going yeah. on with uh, with him. A lot uh, of rumors out there. A lot of rumors. A lot of rumors. Yeah, it's, yeah, but you know you don't want to say what some of these rumors are because I mean it could they're, be uh, all false. They're uh, just rumors. Right. That's yeah. the, the very definition of a rumor. Kim Kardashian, here's a rumor for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this is actually true. She sat next to Pat Sajak at the Lakers game on the floor. Really? Yeah. She just had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I spun the Wheel of Fortune was when Ray J gave me the D and bought a bowel in that sex tape <laughs> you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. I'd like to buy a bowel, Pat. And put the rest on a gift certificate? Yes. And uh, Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once groped for trout in the Peculiar River. I can't say peculiar very well. <laughs> you did it pretty uh, well the second cleaning time. Cleaning cobwebs in the womb room. What are, you, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I christened the yak while harpooning the salty longshoreman. <laughs> did you ever christen the yak? I'm sure I might have. I just don't know about the <laughs> longshoreman. <laughs> He's very he's a salty longshoreman. <laughs> That's your Hollywood treasure. Rock what to do. Ah! Have you experienced the good times at the yard? And then he went on to say, I'll tell you what, any school that throws rubber penises on the floor and then says they didn't do it, they can get away with anything. Now, it was at this point that Huggins then dove into the pool of transphobic slurs, cannonball style, and made a joke so horrifying that even I will not repeat it. Why not? Because I am a professional radio broadcaster bound to a code of community standards, whereas Bob Huggins is just a transphobic idiot. Huggins would later issue in a public, uh, public statement apologizing for the slur. He also pointed out that he was willing to accept the ramifications for his offensive language, which is kind of telling since there are already rumblings that perhaps Bob Huggins should be fired at West Virginia. Should the guy get canned? Probably not for me to say. I just know that if the same words had come out of my mouth, I'd be handed a cardboard box and be asked to leave. In other words, use your judgment, bite your tongue, and remember, microphones can pick up everything. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm waiting for the pellet steakhouse to open. Because when you grill with a Traeger Woodfire Pellet Grill, meat gets all smoky and stuff and delicious. And you have precision temperature and flame control. Grill with Traeger from your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware and Steakhouse. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and Sweet Home, Alabama from Skinner and Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 67. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 72. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, real quick, two uh, two medical things to talk about. Yeah. One, uh, Senator Adam Gomez yeah. just had a, a kidney transplant. Uh, we wish him all the best. Guy's been uh, dealing with that for quite a while. Yeah. And he got a brand new uh, kidney. I was surprised to hear that. Uh, he's a, a young man. He's only, uh, what, 30-something? 30 39. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we wish him the best. I hope he recovers quickly from that. Yeah. Well, kidney failure really has no uh, has no real time limit. I mean, it's got a time limit, but you, it doesn't have age restrictions. No, but you typically don't see somebody at the age of 39 getting a kidney transplant either. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes, I mean, I've seen, I've known people personally that got them in their late teens. It all depends on the level of disease you have. 
Yeah, but I'm just saying it's not as like it's not like uh, every day uh, you know somebody that uh, needs a kidney transplant. True. I mean, I you know you personally, but I've don't. known a few. You've known a few. Yes. Over your lifetime. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm just saying. Listen, I'm just like try, I'm just trying to wish Adam Gomez all the best of uh, best of luck, and I hope well, he has a, a speedy recovery. I, I'm just trying to uh, you know kind of uh, make things so you're not blowing them up to 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 be uh, oh my god, there's kidney transplants every day. Every I'm seeing, oh my god, my I just lost another one. Well, I mean, there probably are uh, organ transplants done every day all over the world. I eat kidney beans like once a week. Do you really? Yeah. You do? Chili. Oh, yeah, I guess. Hey, uh, the <laughs> other uh, the other uh, big uh, medical news is on Thursday. Yeah. I don't know if you are aware of this, but COVID is over. What? That's it. We're all done. It's not. Nothing to see here. All they're doing is ending the public health emergency orders. Well, yeah, but Steve, I mean, this has been a long worldwide nightmare, and I think the fact that uh, the World Health Organization is saying enough is enough, and it all comes to the 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 uh, the state of emergency ends on on Thursday. So that's you know what uh, I've always kind of wondered. Well, what does the end of this really look like? What is, what, is, what does this really mean? Because you know, when eggs co- that cost seven dollars a dozen—that's what it looks like. Yeah, well, I could yeah. certainly use the break on the eggs. Uh, the Easter egg hunt this year was a little shoddy, if you ask me. But uh, but it's like hey, I've always wondered, you know, well, well, what does it look like? It's it's not like that virus is ever going to fully go away. It's mutated into different strains, and some of those strains have become easier to handle as opposed to the the old ones, which right. were profoundly deadly for people. But uh, and we all know somebody who who got it real, real bad and was hospitalized or or died. I, mean, I know a few. I think you yeah. knew a few. And uh, it was a terrible, terrible thing. But now we're at the point where the World Health Organization is saying, you know what? We uh, probably don't have to give uh, give away free testing anymore. Probably don't need to do that. No, it's just uh, wasted money is what it comes down to. What was end. it? Was it wasted listen, of time? I mean, hey, you can make listen, that argument all nobody, day long. Nobody, nobody is is like staying home from work because of this anymore they're not no people are going to work and they're and they have it and they don't care they're just whatever i'm just uh this is just the way it used to be you know what i think uh we learned uh the number one thing that we've learned during this whole this whole thing um i think the top thing that i learned from covid is that our medical professionals Combined with our uh, public leaders, mm-hmm. combined with our limited understanding of how science works, we don't know a freaking thing when it comes to anything. No. It's like it's like it's almost staggering how little we know about how to get along in times of of disaster. No, I, you're never gonna get that. It's like think about the things that you were asked to do early on not touch doorknobs you know wash your hands every 15 seconds you know go through buckets and buckets of hand sanitizer stay away from people Mm -hmm. stay in your homes don't go out of the house yeah that was our reaction and it wasn't that long ago and now if you said if now you that would seem almost kind of stupid well it would seem kind of stupid but uh, you know, if there was only some way that we would know that uh, COVID didn't uh, kill as many people as it could have, by what did we do? 
Oh, yeah, nothing. We didn't do anything. Yeah, that's that, right. That's kind of how that worked. Yeah. We also didn't realize that when it comes to pandemics and stuff, they don't just end after two weeks. Remember the discussion we had when this yeah. thing started? Like, oh, this will be over in three weeks' time. Yeah. And here we are. Listen. Three years deep. Do you want to talk about how many people dropped the ball on this thing leading up since they knew about it in November of 2019? You know, I mean... They're, they were trying to, to keep it from spreading, but they yeah. didn't realize how far it had actually spread already because right. it had been going on for three months and people were coming in and out of the country, spreading it around. Well, well my point is this. Yeah. It's just it's just it's startling to me how you know we rely so much mm-hmm. the medical community and governments to help us figure this all out and how crazy it is that really – they don't really know much more than the rest of us. No, and they, they certainly don't. Do, they certainly don't know how to contain You're something like this. just figuring this out now? No, but now that uh, yeah, we can look in the rearview mirror on this thing and kind of do a little uh, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking on you know, worldwide pandemics, it just it's just interesting to me how how we have changed from, you know, being uh, terribly frightened to then being very skeptical, then then being angry about it. To now just being annoyed and inconvenienced. It's just like, it, it's like, to me, it's like the biggest social experiment that has ever happened in our lifetime. In our lifetime. If you go back and you read the history of what happened during the uh, Spanish influenza uh, outbreak, it's the same kind of thing. It just, I mean, it wasn't, the information wasn't as widespread. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people just like ignored the whole thing because it, it was very similar. Like the, 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 cultural response mm-hmm. was very similar to somebody telling them to wear masks. We did, they didn't have the shutdown for two weeks and then all of a sudden it turns into three years uh, <laughs> kind of thing back then. But right. but it, very, just, it just shows you we didn't learn a whole hell of a lot since 1918. No. Well, what else would you learn? Well, I don't know. Not breathe in somebody's face. Well, that would have made, you know, you should have been doing that for the last 150 years anyway. But it's like, you know, you know what do we really... What do we really learn from from one pandemic to the next? I don't think we've learned that much. Well, <laughs> I really don't. If another one comes around, are we gonna are we gonna act in the same I don't, way, I don't or are think, we gonna go into it with skepticism? I don't think it, if another one comes around in this lifetime, you're not gonna get people on board to do all the stuff that you you'll get you'll get. It'll be the same exact thing. It'll be a half half population, half. Yep. It'll be another you know, politically divisive, yeah. you, know, you know, situation. And you'll have the people who be we'll have all a, on board, and people who won't be on board. A, a chiropractor coming on uh, a video and telling everybody, "Listen, uh, you really don't need to mask up. This is all." <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you more information in six more videos <laughs> that you have to pay for and come back. But, but th- uh, this is going to affect a lot of things, like a lot of food assistance programs that were put into place because of the pandemic. Uh, you're not going to have nearly the kind of data being uh, reported like you used to. So you might have to get uh, might have to get that <laughs> telemedicine may change. You may not uh, have the same uh, ability to do that or the, to prescribe things just by a telemedicine uh, you know, visit. That may be something totally different. Yeah. So, I mean, there are some changes that are going to happen. As a result of the lifting of the of the emergency order from the World Health Organization, can we have in person school committee meetings in East Hampton now? 
Yeah, we probably could. Well, unless you you can expect a crowd of 600 people or more, then well, at that point you may have to I, get a football field. My my question is, are you are you going to have are you going to be able with all these restrictions lifted now? Are you going to be able to contest those things now? What you know when it, that school committee uh, you know say, oh, we will do Zoom meetings because of uh, public health. All right, well, if the public health emergency is over, then why do you need to keep doing that? Why can't you just hold meetings in person again? Maybe if it's an individual mm-hmm. that has a, a problem, then they can still do Zoom thing, but you should have a hybrid at least uh, model to that. And I don't know why they don't want to do Oh, I know why they don't want to do that, because they don't want eggs thrown at them yeah, during the meeting. You can't mute yeah. people in a live setting. Yeah, <laughs> You can only do that in a Zoom call. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it feels like kind of like watching the Muppet Show on Zoom, you know, because they're all in their little little, little squares. With Stadler and Waldorf yeah, yeah, tackling yeah. from above. Uh, Stadler is uh, Marin Goldstein and uh, Waldorf is uh, Ben Hersey. It's 623 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. A ring is probably wrong. Earrings? Maybe. A neck? Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 628. And Black Sabbath with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny for the next couple of days. High of uh, 67 today, 72 tomorrow. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, the keyword to cash coming up after 8 o'clock. Your chance to win $1,000 after 8 o'clock. Uh, would you like to laugh? I would. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. So a blonde drops off a dress to the dry cleaners, right? Right. And as she's walking out the door, the lady says, come again. And the blonde goes, no, it's just toothpaste. <laughs> I don't understand, I don't even understand that what that means. That she was just be. asking her to come back in the store, right? That's a clever play right? of words. I Isn't probably, that what it was? I think you're right. <laughs> Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your West 2. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Go to Gary Rom Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bex. Uh, one person is dead after a multiple vehicle crash on I-91 North in Longmeadow. According to the Mass State Police, it happened at 2.55 yesterday uh, a.m. Uh, troopers were sent to I-91 North in Longmeadow just inside the Connecticut line for a multi-vehicle crash. Uh, three people have been injured and one person has died from that accident. Investigators say that a 2007 Volkswagen Rabbit was northbound on I-91 when it hit the rear of a 2019 Dodge Ram pickup truck. The impact caused the Volkswagen to roll over, and the female passenger was ejected from the vehicle. The victim, who is believed to be a woman in her early 20s from Springfield, was struck by multiple vehicles that were traveling northbound on I-91 and died at the scene. Her name is not being released at this time. Several other vehicles struck debris from the vehicles involved in the initial crash. The driver, a 29-year-old Springfield man, suffered serious injuries and was taken to Bay State by the Agawam Fire Department. Four people riding in the Dodge pickup were also taken to the hospital to be evaluated. Uh, All three northbound lanes were closed for several hours as the investigation of the crash uh, continued. Traffic was uh, diverted at exit 49 in uh, Springfield. What a horrible, horrible story. No kidding. Uh, the Westfield police uh, is look are looking for the public's help in locating two missing children. The two girls pictured on their, they have it on their website, their Facebook page. Uh, we're last seen, and this is on 22 as well. We're last seen in the area of 166 Hillside at about 6:40 p.m. Uh, Monday, according to Westfield police. Police say they were originally out walking a dog and have not yet returned home. Casey, a 16-year-old girl, 
was seen wearing black jeans, a black T-shirt, and possibly a flannel shirt, black hiking boots, and long brown hair. Lori, another 14-year-old girl, appeared to be wearing blue uh, leggings and a Scooby-Doo shirt. If you have any information regarding the two girls' whereabouts, you're asked to contact the police uh, over there in Westfield. Uh, Rogue Wilbraham women. Huh? Yeah. See this? I did see this. Springfield Police Department seized a loaded firearm during an X-ray scan on Friday. According to uh, Springfield Police Department spokesman Ryan Walsh, on Friday at approximately 11.45 a.m., officers seized a loaded firearm and arrested 20-year-old Crystal Matos at the Hamden County Hall of Justice. Officers were sent to the uh, courthouse for a gun call around 11.25 a.m. The court officers observed a firearm in Matos's purse when she passed through the X-ray machine. The Springfield Police were recalled and Placed Matos under arrest, Crystal Matos Wilbraham is charged with carrying a firearm without a license, carrying a loaded firearm without a license, possession of a high-capacity magazine, and feeding device. What was she feeding herself? I don't know. Crystal, crystal, crystal. You know, I mean, of all the things yeah. you uh, you don't, they're never going to allow you to bring into the court yeah. is a gun in a fanny pack, a purse, backpack, yeah. holster. They really frown upon. That's why, like, uh, like you got to take your belt off when you go in there. Yeah. Because if you got a belt, like, if I got like one of them big giant, uh, you know, steel belt buckles, you know, the one that says like, uh, you know, like, uh, like, you know, Texas steer on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to take that off. You can't. You can't go into a courthouse with a big uh, old belt buckle. You're not gonna get in there with a gun. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get it. You have to check all your guns at the door. Yes. Yeah. And they don't. And they don't let you. And they will, I th- believe, they will hold your gun until you've done your court business. And, but uh, you're not going to get in there try to sneak it in. Being a uh, former uh, resident of Wilbraham, long time now, but still former resident, uh, this is not the behavior that you exhibit uh, to put a stereotype on the people, on the rest of the people from your town. Like, ah, oh, Wilbraham, you know, that's going to have start having a reputation now. Wilbraham. It is, uh, I've always felt, is yeah. the tougher side of the tracks. Well, uh, you know, I'd expect this from somebody from Ludlow, but not from Wilbraham. Uh, yeah. Springfield, but, you know, Three Rivers, all those. But, you know, there is a uh, there is a, uh, a permeating line which separates Wilbraham from Palmer. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Why? Well, it's the Three Rivers thing. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there are people crossing that border all the time, I think. This is me. Call me nuts. Wilbraham should build a wall <laughs> and keep, make Palmer pay for it. Yeah, and to keep Palmer out. Yeah, keep those people out of our yeah, nice we, little town. We don't want to. Uh, we don't want to. Uh, no three rivers. No Thorndikes. We don't want none of that. No stuff. Bondsville. No Bondsvilles either. You stay. You stay on that side. I mean, are you sure? Yeah, there may be someone from Wilbraham may want to uh, you know go around the wall. You know, get to that breakfast buffet on Sundays at the steaming tender. I understand that. I yeah. can totally relate to it. But nevertheless, you got to be careful. Have you ever had the uh, breakfast buffet at the steaming tender? I have. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, sometimes like places, you know, they say they have good, you know, breakfast buffet, and you go there, it's just scrambled eggs and uh, you know, well, they Jimmy got, Dean sausage. They got scrambled eggs, but mm-hmm. they, you can make your own waffles. Oh, hey. yeah, you know, they've got the they got usually like a you know one of them big pans of uh, of hash. You know, like a like a good bre- hash for breakfast. Always fan uh, a fan of that. I told you I had that. Uh, what was it? Uh, Cajun hash down in uh, 
in Georgia. Yeah. With the uh, Andouille sausage. Oh, And then the geez. hot, there was like hot Andouille sausage. Oh, my God. With like fresh potatoes and keep onions talking. and peppers. And Don't ever all. stop talking. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, keep going. It was pretty good. Don't end this conversation. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to ruin your day. You ready? Christmas tree shops officially filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy oh. last week and has plans to close several stores in the near future. <coughs> I like how they do the clickbait headline that says a Christmas tree shops files Chapter 11 bankruptcy plans to close two stores in Massachusetts. So you got to click through, <coughs> which you know what to Steve? find out it's not the one in Holyoke. No, it's not. It's yeah. it's uh, Sagamore and Falmouth. I oh think. my God! Yeah. In other words, I fell for that clickbait too. Yeah. Yeah, we all fell for it. Yeah. We're like, oh my God, Christmas tree shops is closing? I've only been in there once every five years. <laughs> it's not uh, It's not my favorite place to be. I ever tell you I caused a, a, a scene at a Christmas tree shop? No. Years ago in Holyoke? In the middle of the store, they got these big, giant cardboard boxes loaded with rolls of Christmas wrapping paper. Yeah. You ever see that in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like... It's like Christmas wrap as far as the eye can see. It's like all the way down to the horizon line. Well, I'm in there one day just minding my own business. And uh, I got my uh, my little carriage. It was, uh, was going to be a big haul that day. And uh, I accidentally turned around and bumped into the cardboard box. Oh. Well, I don't know what happened. And I don't know what was wrong with the box. But obviously it was compromised by some previous... Mm-hmm. customer oh yeah sure so all of a sudden one hundred thousand rolls of uh christmas paper fall out of the box all over the store oh. i caused i caused a, a christmas wrap disaster right, right in holyoke and then what happened i walked away very you quietly didn't help pick it up it's about a hundred thousand rolls of uh, christmas wrap all right you went from a hundred rolls to a hundred thousand rolls you couldn't uh you just left it there for somebody to pick up like that's not well, I understand they, that's know, their it, job and they work in the store and they got to pick up the stuff. But when you cause that much damage, well, much chaos, if yeah. you will, you should be able to uh, at least offer a hand. You know, let them come over and say, no, all right, we'll get this. And you're like, no, 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 let me help. And they're like, sir, just just go. You didn't even do that. You just walked away from it. All right, two things. One, I believe it's pronounced cow-ass. Secondly, uh, you know, those are qualified Christmas tree shop professionals that are working in there. I mean, yeah, I could have very easily grabbed a whole bunch of those rolls of paper, yeah. but I don't know how to install them back into a box, a box that's already broken. What am I supposed to do? Fix the box? You go get somebody and say, I'm sorry, I just knocked over this box and I would like to help pick this up for you. All those other people were helping other people with mm-hmm. you know, arts and crafts and you know, this thing or that thing or you know, home decorative thing. I, I just felt like the best thing to do would to be walking away and pretending that nothing ever happened. You have zero moral ground. What are you talking about? You know, Very help moral. Somebody, uh, yeah, for yourself. Yeah, if, sure. If but somebody for if you helping out the worker who had to pick up a hundred rolls of uh, wrapping. All paper. right, but but don't you think some level of good morals is based on pure selfishness? Mm, in your case, yes. Only in your case. Well, there you go. I made my point. Anyway, according to documents in the bankruptcy case, a total of 10 underperforming stores would be uh, closed. It includes two locations in Massachusetts, Sagamore and Falmouth. 
The uh, Sagamore location is the most uh, most known for its iconic windmill as you drive as you driver over the Sagamore Bridge. You driver over? You ever driver over the Sagamore Bridge? I had That's a cousin that lived had a cousin uh, lived over the Sagamore Bridge, and I used to drive her over there all the time. You ever driver over the Sagamore Bridge into Cape Cod? I have. I love that. Uh, other locations planned to be closed include Pennsylvania, Florida, Virginia, New York, Michigan, and Georgia. Employees will be offered positions at other locations if possible. Yeah, would you like to go? Uh, we're closing this Georgia store. We still got one up in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Would you like to relocate? <laughs> it sure sounds well, pretty. We'll give you a shift differential of $2 an hour, so you'd be making $15 an Ooh, hour. How well, about that? And it's Isn't almost that worth the Massachusetts minimum wage? Uh, and now you know who to thank for that. <laughs> After careful consideration, we determined that availing ourselves of the Chapter 11 process was the best way to address our burdensome liabilities, said GGS as chairman. This is strictly a financial restructuring. Our operations are sound. By increasing our financial flexibility, we'll be able to focus on continuing to delight our loyal customers with a wide selection of unique goods at affordable prices. How is that model not – how would you go bankrupt with that? That, uh, that seems like mismanagement of funds. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, well, think about how popular that store is. It used to be really popular, but it, now it, you don't really see too many people going in there. Well, that's because most people, when they're buying things, buy things online now. They're, they're not necessarily going to a retail big box store, which that the Christmas tree shop certainly is. The sad part about it is, you know, here they are closing two more stores just 229 days before Christmas. Just 229 days before Christmas. Boo. The uh, summer travel season is expected to be the busiest yet, and uh, 22 News her uh, heard from travel experts about the proposed regulations from the Biden administration to improve traveling experience. The regulations would require airlines to compensate passengers and cover their meals in hotel rooms if they're stranded for reasons within the airline's control. This compensation would beyond, be beyond just a ticket refund and would cover expenses that passengers incur, including rebooking on another flight if the airline causes a cancellation or significant delay. Uh, there's a shortage of 3,000 air traffic controllers nationwide, and as a result, there's a lot of sense that this summer will be uh, pretty trying in terms of air travel, said Mark Shielddrop of AAA Northeast. These proposed rules seem to be preemptive in a way to avoid some of the disasters we saw last year. He adds that if you plan on traveling soon, take a look at flightrights.gov to get a full depth of under, full depth understanding of what you're currently entitled to in the event of a delayed or canceled flight. Well, there you go. Well, I'm flying in a couple of weeks. I'm going to have to uh, bone up on some of this stuff. I haven't flown since uh, since before the pandemic. Where are you flying to? I'm flying into a beautiful. I'm flying into the Keys. Florida Keys? No, Milwaukee, actually. Oh, Milwaukee. Yeah, that's yeah. where I'm going. Oh, man. Uh, well, there you go. You're yeah. going uh, to have a good time in the Keys. <laughs> that's, listen, I uh, I know how to have fun. Uh, you yeah. know what I just found out? Because I, 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 I booked this thing on Expedia, yeah. and I guess I didn't really look close enough at my, uh, my uh, departing flight. Mm-hmm. I'm flying from Bradley into Chicago's Midway Airport. Oh, that's a nice one. Now, Chicago is about an hour and a half drive to Milwaukee. But I got a three and a half hour layover at Midway Airport. But Midway's I, not bad. No, mid, mid people think well, it's it's a smaller airport, but it's, you know, smaller compared to O'Hare. It's not bad. It's I mean, it's really not. It's totally manageable. 
But uh, it's three and a half hours of sitting there for what is going to be like a 23-minute flight. Yeah. I could practically walk to my destination from there. Then why don't you just take a car or like a bus or something? Yeah, I guess I could. Cut out the middleman. You're waiting three hours. You could, Like you said, you could hop on a bus and probably be there in uh, less than an hour. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. I don't know why you do stupid things like that. I don't know, Steve. It's a very good possibility, and I'm willing to argue anybody on this point, yeah. that I might not be that bright. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've never seen anything from you that might indicate that you might not be the best at making your own decisions. Well, that's why I preface this by saying you might find this hard to believe. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 67. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 72. 44 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Find yourself some cheap sunglasses. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from Rock and Springfield's Classic Rock at 652 in the doors with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 67. Uh, tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 72. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see here. Uh, your chance to win $1,000 uh, coming up uh, today. Uh, 8, 11, 2, and 5 o'clock today, we will announce the keyword for cash. You enter the keyword into rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win $1,000. Play every weekday to increase your chances of winning. It's uh, $1,000 in your pocket, potentially with the keyword to cash, powered by uh, textmefortires.com, Kim Keogh, the Nielsen team, Levian, uh, Livian Keller-Williams, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I was doing some uh, searching yesterday through my home. Uh, for some documents, like a like a car title, like oh, that's sure. what I was looking for. Yeah, and uh, while I didn't, uh, I didn't find that immediately. I, you know, you find some old stuff, like in your in your old boxes and whatnot. Oh yeah, I have this, uh, I have this box where I keep all you know things that uh, were significant to me throughout my life. I have like a like a, like a trunk sure. of stuff, and uh, one of them was a uh, Rock One Hundred Two bumper sticker. Wow. From like 1996 or 97, it was, uh, and it's the 30 years of classic rock sticker. And wow. It, and it was, uh, it was signed and this, this is, I met Bob Kester at a, at one of the events. Wow. Uh, well, tell me what that was like. I don't remember exactly what the event was, but I remember meeting him and mm-hmm. uh, telling him that I listened to him all the time. Uh, and, uh. Because uh, he, he was what? He was like afternoons for, was he middays too? He was middays for a while and afternoons. And, yeah. uh, so I told him I yeah. was going to school for uh, the same business that he was in. And, uh-huh. uh, so he wrote on the bumper sticker, uh, best wishes, Bob Kester. Steve, go far in radio. And I'm like, wow. Looks like I went a lot farther than you did. <laughs> You know, if, you, if we didn't love Bobby so much, that would be yeah. uh, that would be uh, seen as horrible. Yeah. But uh, yeah. we do. And who, what can you do? Who knew a guy who looked kind of very phallic would be the guy that would let you go one day? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well, that's. Uh, did you find anything else in the box? No, that was. Uh, I didn't find it was an empty. It was, yeah. it was an empty trunk with just a bumper sticker. Yeah, on it. just a bumper. No, there was all kinds of. Other, I have all. I have stuff saved. I, I, I like you know save little trinkets, and like uh, pieces of things. Yeah, like, it's like a memory box, if you will. So I, my so my kids can go through it and throw it in a dumpster someday <laughs> when I'm dead. Right. <laughs> like, your kids are going to look at this thing. 
A bumper sticker? Who you is know, this Bob Kester guy? You know, you think about, like, you know, for all the all the deaths I've had to deal with in the last, uh, you know, five, six years. Yeah. Like, basically, like, like, I was in charge of at least two cleanouts, you know? And, and Dan Williams said to me one day, he's like, you know what? You spend your entire lifetime collecting all this stuff only for it to be wound up thrown in a dumpster by your kids who don't even care about any of it. See, that's the you thing know? that's so great about Dan. He always looks yeah. on the bright side well, of he's, <laughs> He looks through the world through William's colored glasses. That's what he looks through. But it's, uh, it, you know, it's a good point. It's like, you know, it's just stuff. Eventually it just gets thrown away. I know. I, 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 we all know people that have had to... Sort through gobs and gobs of of basically garbage because we just never assume that uh, you know we all assume that at some point we're going to get rid of the stuff ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. never ever no, we do. Never. We die long before that ever happens. Yeah, yeah. It's too bad. Yeah, it's really too bad. But yeah. uh, you're see, all I'm doing is, are you making memories? No, I'm creating uh, work for future dumpster people. <laughs> I'm creating yeah. hostility for the people I leave behind. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you there's some dumpster companies out there going. I hope he goes soon because I can get that <laughs> get that fee. Are we charge per ton? Mm-hmm. It's six fifty-seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? I believe it was the great Neil Sedaka in 1962 who once sang that breaking up is hard to do. And you know what? Neil Sedaka was absolutely right. Breaking up is an ugly business. I know that I certainly wouldn't recommend it. Sadly, though, there are times when you simply cannot take another moment of their ridiculous garbage, and that's when you need to make an escape plan. One thing I do would not, that I would not recommend is hiring an attorney to facilitate the breakup for you. According to reports, Tiger Woods is currently involved in a $30 million lawsuit with his ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman. Herman claims that last October, she was informed by Tiger's attorney that it was time to start seeing other people. The lawyer informed Ms. Herman of the breakup at an airport after she was falsely led to believe that she and Tiger were going on a weekend trip. They were not. Instead, she was told that the relationship was over and that she was being evicted from Tiger's $54 million mansion outside Palm Beach, Florida. Now, I should also point out that this $30 million lawsuit against Tiger claims that they had an inappropriate sexual relationship while she was still an employee of Tiger Woods. She also claimed that Tiger threatened to fire her if she failed to sign a non-disclosure agreement, an agreement that she is now hoping to have overturned by the court. Now, look, I don't really care that Tiger Woods and Erica Herman have broken up. These things happen, and I don't really have much evidence to confirm that these two did, in fact, have an inappropriate relationship. But I will say this. If you're going to send a lawyer making $400 an hour to break up a relationship that's not really working out, then that shows me that you are a gutless sack of crap. A sack of crap that's too afraid to handle his business on his own. And if that's true, then I'm almost willing to believe any accusation that's made against you in court, no matter how implausible it may seem. Because you, my friend, have terrible judgment and a lawyer with too much time in his hands. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Ego Trimmer Blower Combo Kit is 300 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. I'm looking at this deal at the Rocky's printed flyer. You can pick one up at the store or see the deals on Rocky's website or on the Rocky's app. What's on sale at Rocky's? 
It's always at your fingertips at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 62. Uh, tomorrow, I'm sorry, 67. Tomorrow, a high of 72. It is 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, so last week, uh, we kind of dove into, well, we didn't really dive into anything because we didn't really have a lot of information we about it. We skirted around it. Uh, we skirted around this uh, the situation out of Westfield. Now, what, what so far has occurred was during a school committee meeting last week, um, uh, a parent, I believe, was the one who got up uh, during uh, <clears throat> the meeting and mentioned uh, incidents where there was a particular student who made a threat in a classroom, uh, and the threat was, I have a gun. Um, and one, one incident occurred in September, and one incident occurred in November. Uh, the parent was asking, what is the procedure when somebody makes a threat and the school uh, i mean the superintendent and i believe it was uh, chris rogers who's like the security head of security over there at the westfield public schools uh can't really say what that policy is because of confidentiality reasons now i get that you can't particularly say what happened to a student Mm -hmm. an individual student but I really don't understand why you can't say what the policy is, because what's happened here, and these this is a, you know, from from the teacher involved in this incident to the to the superintendent, it's a, it's like a back and forth of well, the teacher says all of these things happened and no search was conducted of the, of this student at the time, right. The administration says this was handled. We determined that he didn't have a gun and, you know, he was allowed to, you know, what, what, however it was, he was allowed to proceed uh, back to the school. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, from the people that were actually there, the teachers uh, saying there was no search uh, conducted at all. Right. As a matter of fact, you would think that that would be reported to the police. An incident like that. I don't know, but you don't. But here's the thing: we don't know what the policy is on what happens when a threat happens at that school. And I'm sure all of them are different. From what it sounds like, most schools have different policies on sure. how they handle things like this. But and, they've all got policies. Yeah, but I would imagine, you know, with the climate of school shootings and and you know the threats, the, they have a lockdown at my kid's school when somebody goes into a medical emergency, and rightfully so. You want to make sure everybody's out of the way in order for an ambulance to come in and pick somebody up. You know, I, I, the only thing I can think of here is um, because it doesn't make any sense to be no trans. That there would be no transparency on policy. The only thing I can think of is that maybe this is a situation where there's a lot of kind of gray area here. And that yeah. the confidentiality argument may have less to do with confidentiality and maybe something more to do with confidence. Yeah. So, it, you know, that, that because these things can be very complicated, that it might not just be as simple as, Okay, here's the policy, and we follow this 100% of the time because this is our policy, and it's a zero-tolerance policy. Yeah. 
The only thing I can think of is the reason why they're not telling you is because this is a much more complicated situation than they are willing to I'm, talk about publicly. I'm sure that there are details that I don't know, but I'm tr- and listen, I you know I've been I was accused last week of like you can't just go on the radio and start saying that the town of South Hadley's being defunded by the you know the fire departments being defunded. I go by the information that I have. That's that's what I'm presenting. Uh, what I present, and, and you got your information from <laughs> qualified well, news sources. Well, qualified news sources, and uh, you know, this is what I go with. And I went on all the, the, the for, in that South Hadley case, I went on all the forums and I asked people, and they all pointed me to to the fire chief. So that's who I reached out to, and that's who I. And then we we were connected with the uh, the union president and all that stuff. But in this case, I'm trying to get all the details before I start, you know, crying foul. But it doesn't, on the surface, it doesn't really seem like it's on the up and up yeah. as far as well, who's being protected at the school and who's not. Here's the mistake that I think was yeah. that was made in that exchange between an, a, a parent mm-hmm. and, uh, and the, su- the superintendent. The superintendent should have said, listen, there's a lot of complicated things that we are not that we are not ready to talk about at this point. But here is what the policy states. Understanding that there may be contingencies depending on certain you know, certain aspects of each individual case. Yeah. He should have at that point explained what the policy is. But at the same time saying, listen, it, it also, different circumstances yeah. require yeah. flexibility here. And then it, yeah. it, it's not it's it's these are not black and white solutions to gray areas. So you maybe that would have been the right thing to do. But in the moment where you're confronted in a situation where you have a lot of uh, parents who are who are afraid and uh, and anxious because of what just happened, you know, you may not have thought about it in the right moment. Maybe in hindsight, you know, that's the the way you address it. But in that moment, I'm going to guess that may be part of it because there's no there's no reason not to explain what the protocols are yeah that's what i don't get i don't understand why you can't just say what the policy is and what you just said yeah. saying that there are some sometimes mitigating circumstances that might and that happens in the legal system too you know you hear, how many times you hear about zero tolerance but remember they remember they, they used to have that old law of like you're caught with a gun in Massachusetts. You're going to jail for two years, and that never came to fruition. Steve, if you were fired from your job for yeah. cause, you know, there's policies in place which explain and define what right. a cause issue would be right. that would lead up to your termination. All those policies are in place, but of course, there are mitigating circumstances yeah. where you make different changes. But if you separate the question from what just happened, if you say, okay, like forget this kid. And what they may have threatened and and whatever you right. decided to do. Put that aside. Just explain to us what the what procedure the, pre- the, the procedure. It's very it's a very yeah. simple question and not one that's particularly accusatory. So what is the what is the, the process? That is something that should have been discussed. So I emailed uh, Mr. Rogers and uh, Superintendent. Mr. Rogers, you yeah. he's still answering emails. After Hello, all this time? children. Today we're going to talk about threats. Now I'm wondering who's in the land of make-believe. Yeah, well, it does make you wonder a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, but at least I, I emailed the superintendent and and uh, the security uh, head of security, Mr. Rogers, over there. 
at least they responded. You know, of all the times that I, you know, send emails out to whether uh, Mayor Nicole LaChapelle, even seeing her in person, who doesn't even want to respond to my emails, <laughs> or like somebody in the know. Like, that's that's what I try to do. I try to get people who can give me the whole story on this thing. Right. So then, uh, so the superintendent, uh, Stefan uh, Soprowski, uh, Mr. Soprowski says to me, uh, good morning. Thank you for your email and the opportunity to be interviewed. We will not be able to participate, but I have a prepared statement that will provide some additional information. Please see below. Thank you for contacting us. Have a great day, which you don't really hear from people like that. Usually when they, they don't usually say, have a great day. No, they say, stop bothering yeah, leave me. Leave me alone. Don't ever contact yeah. me at this number again. But he's a professional, I guess. In some aspects. Westfield Public Schools takes away, uh, ta- always takes every threat seriously and acts accordingly. We do everything that we can to keep our school- schools safe. All of our procedures, including our threat assessment process, have been vetted through our district safety team, our legal counsel, the Westfield Fire Department, and the Westfield Police Department. The first time I heard that there was a safety concern from one of our staff members was last Monday night at our regularly scheduled school committee meeting. That in itself... To say that you're the superintendent of schools and the first time you heard about an incident that did happen at your school, that was confirmed to have happened at your school, that you didn't know about it. Yeah, that's, that's, I, yeah. You know, this he, is this isn't uh, you know this isn't uh, keeping keeping tabs on who got detention because they threw a muffin in the cafeteria. You know what I mean? Like this is a little bit more on the level where you think you'd be informed on this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. An investigation determined that there was no credible threat since it was established immediately that no weapon was present. Although another incident has been mentioned, another incident was never reported to the school or district administrators. In order to alleviate parent and staff concerns, we will be making a presentation on threat assessment this week to parents and staff at the school where this incident occurred. I am unable to provide more detail on this incident as I'm required by law to protect the privacy of all staff and students. I get that part, but what's the procedure? What is the procedure? Ultimately, we empathize with our staff, families, and students that are concerned with school safety. This is not a problem unique to Westfield. The daily violence that now occurs, which is reported regularly in the media, has created an environment of concern and fear. I want to assure all members of the Westfield community that the district does everything that we can provide a safe environment for all staff and students in our schools. Now, so, I don't... That's Stefan Saprosky. I have not uh, dove into this, but uh, there is... On the West schoolsofwestfield.org website... Yeah. It's got uh, sections for safety, for volunteerism, for district departments, parents and guardians, and staff resources. So, um, but I I looked on there over the weekend, and I didn't see all I saw was like uh, discipline and making sure you behave yourself. Uh, you know those kind of you know conduct rules and things like that. I didn't see anything there about what happens during a lockdown threat or, or if somebody makes a threat, you know, what that procedure actually is. Right. And I, I really don't understand why that's secret. You're not outing anybody by ju- – we, you're, I mean, you're we're, not – We're repeating the same things we just said five minutes ago. Yeah. It's, this, it's the same It's the same thing. Yeah. But, but, you know, uh, nevertheless, if, if these policies are in place – there shouldn't be much of a question as far as whether or not you can disclose those publicly. 
And as far as the Westfield Police Department is concerned, there have been no incidents or any reports of any kind of school threat or violence reported to them uh, from September 21st of 2022 to present day. So I don't know. Uh, wh- I would think that you would call the police in a situation like that. Somebody says, I have a gun. Would you? Again, I, I know I, you're I, talking about the circumstantial uh, thing. And there's, going a, and there's on a lot to consider here. There's yeah. a lot. You, we don't know anything about the kid or his family or the situation involved or how it was, yeah. was presented in class or. You know, you know, whether this is like there are repeated problems in this situation. We have no idea. So to go ahead and just put a blanket policy over this that may not be applicable, I don't know. Yeah. But at least disclose what the poss- what the uh, what the procedures are so we can at least you know, we're not focused. So hyper focused on that and we can actually figure out, well, what does happen in situations like this? Can you make room in the budget for a PR person for you? <laughs> Because I think we you don't might need, need it. We I, got a website and Facebook. I think you might need it. Now we're gonna see what happens with this uh, <laughs> this whole meeting because they're supposed to have a meeting about the, the, these threats and stuff. But uh, time will tell. It's seven twenty three with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Good pressure playing golf today. Or at tableandvine.com. It's seven twenty six with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Eh, Dan Brandt will give you the forecast in just a few seconds. Uh, the Daily Podcast gets posted every weekday after 10 o'clock, after we're all done with the show and have moved on with our day. You can listen to the show whenever you damn well feel like it. It doesn't have to be live. You can be listening to it at night or uh, weekends, what have you. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, the, uh, the legendary Josie Cotton. Uh, great interview. We talk about her song, uh, Johnny, Are You Queer? Her brand new album called Day of the Gun, which is awesome. It's a really fun interview. You can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, and rock102.com. Hey, you can also check out uh, Steve Nagel's uh, Mind Your Business there, too. That's a new episode that just went up yesterday uh, from the guys from Aquapump again. There you go. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, you want to you wanna find out all the chemicals that you're putting into your body? We talk about PFAS and high-fives. <laughs> PFAS and high fives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, uh, it's, uh, it's different things that can uh, affect your water. Oh, good. Well, it, they're just they're acronyms, and I just sound them out. So PFAS and HAA5. But I say PFAS and high fives. <laughs> kind of like Borat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can check that out, too. It's uh, 727 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. One. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thanks, Bax. You're welcome, Steve. Uh, The Springfield Police Department seized a loaded firearm during an x-ray scan on Friday. According to Springfield Police Department spokesman Ryan Wall said, My best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy who's dating this girl at 11.45 a.m. Officer seized a loaded firearm and arrested 20-year-old Crystal Matos at the Hamden County Hall of Justice. I guess it's pretty serious. So if I'm if I'm understanding this uh, story correct, you're not supposed to bring weapons into uh, the check the security checkpoint uh, unless you're a law enforcement uh, individual uh, authorized to be there mm. with said weapon. Then I don't think you're allowed to have a weapon at the courthouse. How do those folks get so lucky? Well, I, uh, years of training, <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't know some transparent policies, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> yes, transparent policies. You know, somebody just mentioned to me. Uh, going back to that uh, Westfield school thing, yeah. If 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 you were to attack a school, knowing the defense you face puts you at an advantage. 
We're not asking for tactical information on how they do that. No. What is the policy when somebody makes a threat? Does the does the how is it handled? That's I don't think that's giving away information for the defense. It's okay. Do you report to the police? Do you report to? Do you search a locker? Do you do all that? That's not giving away information. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that person understands what we're asking for here. We're not asking for you know anything more than yeah. what is the standard operating procedure of these kinds of threats. That's it. That's, That's all. all. That's all. Well, here's what the operation happens when you bring a gun to the Hamden County Courthouse. Uh, the police were called, and the court officers observed a firearm in Matos's purse when she passed through the x-ray machine. The Springfield Police Department was called and placed Matos under arrest. Uh, Crystal Matos of Wilbraham is charged with carrying a firearm without a license, carrying a loaded firearm without a license, and possession of a high-capacity magazine and feeding device. What magazine do you think? It was Glamour or uh, Highlights? Uh, Newsweek. Newsweek. I kind of Cat like Fancy. Cat Fancy. I like that one. See, I would think uh, the actual... No, I take that back. Guns and Ammo. That's the magazine she's got. Really? Yeah. Don't you think it's probably some like outdoorsy Guns and Ammo thing? No, because I'm pretty sure those Guns and Ammo things tell you not to bring the guns to the courthouse. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the Westfield police are looking for the public's help in locating two missing children. The two girls pictured on their Facebook page, and this, is, uh, this picture is also on the uh, 22 News website, uh, were last seen in the area of 166 Hillside about 6.40 p.m. on Monday, according to uh, the police. They say they were originally out walking a dog and have not returned home. Casey is a 16-year-old girl who is seen wearing black pants, uh, or black jeans, a black shirt, and possibly a flannel shirt. Black hiking boots and long brown hair. Lori, another 14-year-old girl, appeared to be wearing blue leggings and a Scooby-Doo shirt. If you have any information regarding these uh, girls' whereabouts, you're asked to contact the Westfield police. Uh, Horrible, horrible accident on I-91 yesterday. Uh, One person is dead after a multi-vehicle crash on I-91 North in Longmeadow. According to the Mass State Police, at about 2.55 a.m., Troopers were sent to I-91 North in Longmeadow just inside the Connecticut line for a multiple vehicle crash. Three people have been injured. One person has died from that accident. Investigators say a 2007 Volkswagen Rabbit was traveling northbound on I-91 when it hit the rear of a Dodge Ram pickup truck. The impact caused the Volkswagen to roll over, and the female passenger was ejected from the vehicle. The victim, who is believed to be a woman in her early 20s from Springfield, was struck multiple by multiple vehicles that were traveling northbound on I-91 and died at the scene. Her name is not being released. Uh, several other vehicles struck debris from the vehicles involved in the crash. The driver of the Volkswagen, 29-year-old Springfield man, suffered serious injuries and was taken to Bay State by the Agawam Fire Department. The four people riding in the Dodge pickup were also taken to the hospital to be evaluated. Uh, All three northbound lanes were closed for several hours as the investigation of the crash continued. Traffic was diverted at uh, exit 49 in Enfield. Uh, Traffic was still backed up at about uh, 1130 yesterday morning. So uh, I think they were just finishing cleaning up that accident. But what a horrible, horrible thing. Terrible. You know, Uh, we talked about the Bobcat in Munson, right? Uh, yeah, we well, did. Now the Munson police are asking people to remain vigilant after that aggressive bobcat attacked somebody over the weekend. Uh, according to a biologist 22 News spoke with. A biologist? Yeah. They say that's because they, this kind of attack is extremely rare. We've only ever had five incidents where someone has been attacked by a bobcat in Massachusetts. 
Four of those involved rabid animals, and one was with a turkey hunter, said Dave Waddles, black bear and fur bearer biologist from Mass Wildlife. That is a cool title. Dave Waddles, black bear and fur bearer biologist from the Massachusetts Wildlife Department. It sounds like it should be like a like a like a Berenstain Bears book. Yeah, it does sound like a, some kind of children's novel. It does. Yeah, uh, black bear and fur bearer. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know where to go with it. It's, it almost sounds like you're trading fur. Like for goods. Like fur trappers. Yeah, you know, like uh, New York City was uh, bought uh, from uh, the Native Americans for the equivalent of $24, which was like furs and things like that. Yeah, right. They got screwed on that deal, didn't they? Oh, they really did. Environmental and Munson Police Officers conducted a search of the area described by the victim but were unable to find the bobcat. Now the search for a potentially rabid bobcat continues in Munson after it attacked a person in the area of East Hill Road on the Conant Brook Dam property. Uh well, where's all the damn bobcats? <laughs> They're staying out of the way right now. Yeah. Uh, police are asking the people to avoid the area in the meantime. People walking on the Conant Brook Dam property. Damn property. <laughs> you got some bobcats out here. Should avoid <laughs> the trails. <laughs> what does this become like the damn Daniel of news? Damn property. Damn Daniel. <laughs> Avoid the trails uh, in the vicinity of East Hill Road since that's where the attack occurred. According to Mass.gov, bobcat habitats usually involve mountainous areas such as those that we have with rocky ledges, hardwood forests, swamps, bogs, and brushy areas near fields. Where'd you hear that from? My fur bearer friend. <laughs> oh, Dave Waddles. Yeah, I know. Mr. <laughs> fur bearer and black bear expert and biologist. Is anyone here a furologist or a, what did I say it was? Yeah, fur bearer and biologist? No, I'm not. Dave, But I go did help. sleep at a Holiday Inn Express yeah, last right, night. Yeah, right, right, right. Go help them, Dave. Go help them. <laughs> uh, let's see. Going down to Connecticut. Or actually, this is a, it's from a Connecticut news source, but it's from Wisconsin. A Wisconsin high school coach accused of planting a camera in a girl's locker room estimated he had been secretly recording students for two years, police revealed on Monday. Two years? Yeah. The Craig High School coach, uh, identified uh, by officials as Brian Kitzman, estimated that approximately 18 students were recorded in that time span, uh, according to Jamesville Police Chief David Moore. During a news conference with the school district superintendent, Moore noted his investigators are still determining how many students were actually caught on camera during that time. As investigators continue to review footage, the police department said additional families of potential victims will be notified. It's not lost on us the breach of trust that has occurred, but what we can offer is a thorough and prompt investigation and a transparent investigation. Moore described the recordings as crimes of opportunity and students were not specifically targeted. He said Kitzman would find places where he could put cameras in locker rooms and hide them in there. In one instance, a camera was found after a student spotted her towel, which had been missing for weeks. Friday morning in a locker that was secured by a Craig High School administrative lock, when a high school staff member helped get a get the towel, a GoPro camera was located. It's <laughs> sick, oh my sick God. stuff. The uh, camera was turned over to the uh, school resource officer, and within a few hours, police realized what was going on, and the suspect was identified. He was booked at the Rock County Jail on counts of child uh, possession of child pornography, violation of privacy, and representations depicting nudity. 
Janesville superintendent uh, indicated how his district has now has two priorities, which include supporting the students and cooperating with the police investigation. That almost sounds like they have a policy for something that they've never dealt with. Oh, but don't ask him about it. No. Well, he, he'll tell you. You know, I mean, uh, listen, there's there's no question that this is a morally reprehensible uh, action on this guy's part. I mean, you are, after all, taking videos and pictures of, uh, of minors. But children. They're children. Is what they yes. Are. But, you know, I've never really understood the whole idea of getting your uh, your 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 fancies out of uh, out of f- photographing or video somebody without their knowledge. Well, because you're like, remember, uh, remember the, the stories of like uh, like Chuck Berry when he was still alive, uh, you know, putting cameras in toilets. Yeah. I you know, listen, I uh, he was checking out my dingling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't need to see that. Under no that I that this would not do it for me at all. I don't. I don't. I really. Uh, I don't. I guess I'm pretty vanilla when it comes to like what gets me going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't. Uh, like that. Do, that doesn't do it for me. You know. You don't need all the fancy. Uh, all, all that. Those fancy doodads and no. scenarios. I'm more of like. Uh, uh, like my fantasy is like a like a like a. Like a Puritan woman, mm. you know, like uh, you know, really, you know, when we go to like uh, you know Plymouth Plantation, yeah, oh man, those chicks wearing those dresses, oh yeah, churning yeah. butter, yeah. oh that's yeah. hot. Like show me some ankle down there, huh? Yeah, yeah that'll get churn butter. Shoe a horse, ooh, ooh that's look at the hot. way you oh, nail that baby. thing in there. See, that's what gets me going. Can you do your own blacksmithing? That's so hot. Ooh. You'll be getting some kind of smithing tonight. If you know oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, you'll yeah, be smitten with a smithing. An emergency. <laughs> and I say that because my honeymoon was to Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah, that, which yeah. is, you know, the most romantic yeah, spot you can go to. Oh, I'm so kid. Don't. It, if you say we're going to go missionary tonight. Yeah. Well, wait, don't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jenny and I went to like uh, Fort Lauderdale, but like all week long, yeah. I kept saying, man, you know, I re- you know what I would really wish we'd yeah. gone to? Some place that sucks. Yeah. I want, <laughs> I want a haunted ghost tour for our honeymoon. I'd want to go to some place yeah. where I could buy moccasins and saltwater uh, taffy. Good to you. Yeah, and wine. Oh yeah, yeah wine. wine. Oh yeah, like yeah, wine. yeah, traditional yeah. colonial wine. Well, that's the only way you can enjoy uh, Colonial Williamsburg is by drinking up an inordinate amount of wine to get you <laughs> it, through the day. It, it definitely, uh, it yeah. definitely softens the horror of it all. Yeah, uh, an emergency kit in your car could help you if you get stranded uh, somewhere with life-saving stuff like first aid, basics, water, non-perishable food, flares, maybe a nice bottle of wine, perhaps, right? Mm-hmm. A uh, 48-year-old woman uh, named Lillian was out for a short drive recently. When she made a wrong turn, her vehicle got stuck in the mud w- uh, within a dense bush. Oh, right. Oh, did the power just... Uh... Yeah, the power just went out. Are we on the air? Yeah, no, we're on the air. Are you sure about yeah, that? Yeah, there'd be a light going if we were off the air. Well, you don't know that. Uh, the lights just flickered. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if some knucklehead uh, dinking around with the plug. Anyway, this chick survived five days stranded in the bush in Australia by eating <laughs> yes, by eating sweets and drinking a single bottle of wine. She doesn't even drink. The wine was a gift for her mother. Now she's an alcoholic. <laughs> I survived, but I got a problem with every single one of you. 
I survived, and now yeah. it took 12 steps to be free. She was hospitalized for dehydration. Really? You don't <laughs> say. Uh, it has since been released. It's unclear what kind of wine it was. I, uh, I want to guess like a Rianiti. Oh, yeah. That's a nice. Lambrusco. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, or a uh, uh, white Zinfandel. A good boonie. A good uh, bottle of Boone's Farm would be good. Oh, I love the Boone's Farm. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 67. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 73. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. When Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 and Van Halen. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, sunny, nice day today. High of 67. Tomorrow, more of the same with the high of 73. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. It's uh, you know getting closer and closer to 8 o'clock. And uh, after 8 o'clock, you will hear us give you today's keyword to cash. You'll mm-hmm. also hear it at 11, 2, and 5 o'clock uh, today. When you hear that keyword, you go to rock102.com and enter it before midnight for a chance to win $1,000. Play every weekday to increase your chances of winning. It's all brought to you by uh, TextMeForTires.com, Kim Keogh, the Nielsen team, Livian Keller-Williams, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, okay. Are you ready to have your life changed? Sure. Well, you're not gonna. We're just gonna play this stupid bit. <laughs> now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock uh, 102. Uh, 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 you eat Brussels sprouts, don't you? I do. I love the fried Brussels sprouts. I love them, too. Love we, them roasted. Love them uh, in a pan. I love them. You ever notice uh, we had this, like, boom of people eating Brussels sprouts, like, within the last 10 years or so? Sure. Do you know why that is? No. Well, here's someone with a scientific reason that Brussels sprouts suddenly start tasting better a few years ago. So any kid who grew up in the 80s and 90s can tell you that Brussels sprouts were incredibly bitter when we were kids. But in the 1990s, a Dutch scientist, he identified the chemical in Brussels sprouts that makes them bitter. So in the 90s, the chemical that was producing that bitter flavor was bred out, crossbred with higher producing varieties, meaning we got more Brussels sprouts that weren't bitter. So by the time the 2010s rolled around, there were lots of Brussels sprouts and they didn't taste bitter anymore. And suddenly they're incredibly palatable and thus really good on restaurant menus. Modification isn't a dirty word. It's how we make tasty vegetables today. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that there that science has found a way to genetically alter a Brussels sprout? Yeah. I'll be damned. Well, I never, I mean, my here's the difference between the way I was presented with Brussels sprouts versus the way that I enjoy them now. Sure. When I was a kid, my dad used to just boil Brussels sprouts in a pot of water, drain the water, and then throw two slices of of American cheese over the top of it, and that was your that was your vegetable. Right. It, now they're like uh, they're cut, they're tossed in olive oil and sea salt and pepper, oh, yeah. and and it's served so with better. a, a remoulade sauce. Is, mm-hmm. that, how you, is that how you say it? Remoulade? Sure. How do you say that? I, I just call it sauce. Yeah, sauce. Yeah. Um, you know, I my parents never, my mom never made Brussels sprouts. Oh, you were missing out on the worst vegetable ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had them at like other people's houses. I said, oh, try our Brussels sprouts. I tried them, like going, eh, it's just okay. I didn't hate them, but I didn't love them. And the first time I had like some that was roasted or fried, I'm like, yeah. "What have I been missing my whole life?" Well, that that that's like a lot of different things. Like avocados, I never thought twice about until that started becoming a thing. Then yeah, then I'm like, and oh, I love I actually, avocados. Avocados are actually pretty darn good, delicious, depending uh, on how you have them. 
I'm happy with just an avocado with just a little bit of salt and olive oil. I'm happy with that. You know, uh, here's what I read on Pinterest, because I'm all about Pinterest. Yeah. You take the avocado, you slice it in half, you pull the pit out, right? Yeah. Leave, uh, leave the skin on. Yeah. So it's just a halved avocado. Crack an egg in that, put it in the oven for 350 at about 15 minutes, and boom, you got yourself a nice protein healthy breakfast there, my friend. Get out of your tank. Nah, get get out of here. It's delicious. Really? Yeah, and yeah, obviously you adjust the time for however you like the egg, the hardness of the egg. Right. Uh, but it's uh, it's really good. No really kidding. Good. I'm thinking you should try that. I might have to try that. Uh, clip number two. Yeah, music. that's right, Steve and I love stuff that's gross. Uh, a musician from uh, Finland who posts clips on YouTube imagined what it would sound like if the metal band Ramstein wrote the police song Every Breath You Take. <laughs> Ready? Okay. wrong to say I actually kind of like this? It's actually not that bad, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah. Rammstein. Rammstein. Everybody, I, watch this video. Somebody sent me a TikTok. I don't even know who the singer was, but it was it was Sting listening to this rendition of Every Breath You Take. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and he, it, it's horrible. I, it looks like almost like Neil Young doing it, but it's not Neil Young. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I've seen the video. I can't remember who yeah, did it. And, and you could just see that, like... Sting's face is like, stop doing this. <laughs> stop this, ruining. You're ruining, my, you're ruining, ruining my song. You're ruining my already creepy lyric <laughs> song to begin with. You know, that song is pretty dark to begin with. You know, it, on the surface. Totally dark. It's about stalking somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, there's their biggest selling hit. Well, it's the, the most, they, remember we did that thing where it was like the most relaxing tune that you can hear? Mm-hmm. Uh, a Colorado pest control worker was charged after being caught on home surveillance video urinating on a client's furniture in their living room. <laughs> well, that'll keep the that'll keep the ants away. <laughs> Here's uh, one of the tenants of the home talking about initially discovering that Roger Young had urinated all over the My home. My cat was sitting at the corner while he was urinating, and we're pretty sure that it splashed onto the cat. The main thing that upsets me is that he urinated on my daughter's toys. It's just, it's a little girl, you know, and she played with it in his pee for two days. Uh, God. Ew. That's disgusting. That is gross. Absolutely disgusting. Horrible. Can you imagine that? You bring somebody over to the house, you know, (laughs) and you're, you're hiring them for pest control. And then they do something like that. Yeah, that's you know, listen. You're, you're you're taking away one problem and then creating another one. Listen, I know my pest control guy, and he's on the up and up. <laughs> he wouldn't do anything like that. <laughs> At least I hope he wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. No, let's hope not. And that is now here. This it is seven fifty seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Oh, yeah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, not to age myself, but I've been doing this radio horse crap for an awful long period of time. And if there's one thing I can tell you, it's this. 
The human mouth is capable of belching out an endless stream of horrifying and uniquely offensive garbage. It doesn't matter whether there are live microphones in your face or not. If you've got something terrible swirling around in your head, you run the risk of releasing that vile information to the public. And when that happens, it's virtually impossible to take it back. Now, as a professional, I'm often able to show a great deal of restraint. But for the average fella, perhaps not so much. Hence, I would like to talk about the recent radio interview with West Virginia head basketball coach and basketball Hall of Famer Bob Huggins. Yesterday, in an interview in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, Bob Huggins said on the radio, but made the mistake of blurting out a totally unnecessary and offensive transphobic slur after being asked whether he ever tried coaxing players from Xavier University in Cincinnati to play for him in West Virginia. His initial response was, well, Catholics don't do that. And then he went on to say, quote, I tell you what, any school that can throw rubber penises on the floor and say they didn't do it can get away with anything. It was at this point that Bob Huggins then dove into the pool of transphobic slurs, cannonball style, and made a joke so horrifying that even I will not repeat it. You can, however, look it up on the internet because it's everywhere. Why not? Because I am a professional radio broadcaster bound to a code of community standards, whereas Bob Huggins is just a transphobic idiot. Huggins later issued a public statement apologizing for the slur, also pointed out that he was willing to accept any ramifications for his offensive language, which is kind of telling since there's already rumblings that perhaps Bob Huggins should be fired at West Virginia. Should the guy get canned? That's probably not for me to say. I just know that if the same words had come out of my mouth, I'd be handed a cardboard box and be asked to leave. In other words, use your judgment, bite your tongue, and remember that microphones can pick up everything. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I'm waiting for the pellet, steak, st- pellet steakhouse to open around these parts. Because when you grill with a Traeger Woodfire pellet, pellet grill, meat gets all that smoky, delicious flamethrower, uh, flame flavor that I love so much. And you have precision temperature and flame control at the same time. Grill with a Traeger from Rocky's Ace Hardware and Steakhouse. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be sunny and 67 today when tomorrow sunny and 73. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, well, no, go ahead. No, I was just, uh, well, first of all, I want to give you an update on there, a little ice cream chat that we had yesterday or this time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people... Uh, chiming in on uh, which place to go to, so I appreciate that. I'm going to uh, do my little bucket list this summer and visit most of these places. That'll so, be that'll well, be good. Well, I want to I want to try it. It's just something to do on a weekend. You know, you go out and uh, you go to find a new ice cream place. Hey, even during the week, you could go some of these places. Uh, but- yeah, I said it yesterday, and I still believe this. And I don't know what's wrong with us. Yeah, you know, we are hardy New Englanders. Okay. Yeah. We have our summers last all of what six days, yeah, and uh, and then it's right back into the cold, damp, dank weather. And yet, all these ice cream shops close down yeah. for the winter time. And I have never subscribed to that uh, cockamamie notion. We whatever. If your ice cream places were open up all year long, guess where I go I all year long? Well, you gotta have a, ice cream places. You gotta have a. Uh, what if I opened up a soup and ice cream shop? So that way, half the year, you're busy with the soup business, and the mm-hmm. other half of the year, you're busy with the ice cream business. Because like I said, if you're not in the mood for ice cream, and who, there there are people that like ice cream all year long. I get that. Yeah. But to go out to a shop, 
that's why most of these places close. They don't have the business coming in there. And yeah, but you see, and you know this. You're you uh you've had children, and you know that uh, you know there is no better way to bribe a child than to say, hey, if you pick up your room. We can go for ice cream. We'll go for ice cream. Yeah, the kid just, picks up the room, they go for ice cream, and they're all ready to go for ice cream, and boom, that's how you reward a child. You know, I tried that the other day, and the dishes were still in the sink after we left and came back. <laughs> Don't even know how that happened. Did you say there's ice cream on the line? I did, and they ate the ice cream, and then uh, they still didn't get done. Well, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? You gave them the ice cream before the dishes? Well, I was. You got the you got the whole thing backwards. I I was doing my own activities at home on my own chores outside, and I said, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, get those dishes done. We're gonna go for ice cream." And then uh, the dishes were not done, but I was still hungry for ice cream, and I'm like, "I'm not gonna wait here for this kid to do dishes while I uh, you just starve myself from getting the delicious Moolicious Farms over there." You just set yourself up for a lifetime of manipulation. Oh, by the way, I got to do this. Oh, yeah. yeah do that now. Supposed to do this. Yeah, the uh, and just in the nick of time. Uh, the keyword to cash for today. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, it's, hey, that's quite all right. The, uh, the keyword for today is the word winning. That's winning. Yeah. W-I-N-N-I-N-G. That's W as in why can't I win $1,000? I is in I would like to win $1,000. N is in another chance to win $1,000. And uh, anyway, you know how to spell it. Anyway, you, you put that into a rock102.com for your chance to win $1,000. Today's keyword is winning. W-I-N-N-I-N-G. Good luck to you from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Winning? Winning. Yeah. Uh, but the other uh, place that I forgot about, and I, I'd stopped there last year, and I, I was with the kids, I, and I don't drink, so I didn't have any of the boozy milkshakes. Mm-hmm. But this place in West Springfield called Smoke and Scoops. Have you seen that? I did see that. Yeah, it's at the top of the hill uh, in on Route 20 there, where King's Highway and yeah, Route yeah. 20 meet. Um, and it's a, it's a hopping place. It's a cool place in there. They got the little games on the tables and all that stuff that okay. you can play with, but they have, uh, you know, a traditional ice cream shop, but they also offer, uh, shakes with booze in them. That sounds very, uh, very enticing. It does, doesn't but, it? But to get back to what you, uh, you just did with your kids. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, if you're going you back to that. Yeah, if you say because I, you know, I mean, I, listen, I love the ice cream stuff too, but uh, I see, a, I see a problem brewing here. Okay, if you tell your kids, hey, if you clean the dishes, we'll go get ice cream, but you give them the ice cream without the requirement being fulfilled to finish the dishes. Guess what? What? The dishes mean nothing. It's the ice cream. They're going to get listen, their ice cream one way or another. Listen, everything's fine. Okay, everything is working out just fine. I I don't have the time to to sit there and, oh. and harp on uh, on on things like that. Uh, I I I pride myself in raising free range children. Mm-hmm. They can kind of just do whatever they want. <laughs> you know, uh, these are two preteen <laughs> girls, correct? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. You might as well put that welcome mat on your back because they're gonna be walking all over you, all over you. For the next couple of uh, couple of years, just yeah. wait till one of them gets a driver's license. Yeah, yeah, you can drive the car, but the dishes got to be done first. 
Oh, I didn't do the dishes. Can I still use the car? Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Here are the keys. Oh, uh, you know what? Now you're now you're just getting into critical uh, things about the way I do. No, things. I'm trying to help you. See, so you don't you don't fall into that trap because kids can be manipulative as hell, and if they figure out a way yeah, but to manipulate to, you to get what they want, they're always going to try to manipulate you to get what you want. To me, it's sometimes easier just to just. Whatever, like just oh. let's get this going because I want ice cream too, and I'm not going to sit here and wait for you to wash dishes while you do it. Well, then you go and get ice cream. No, I'm not going to drive 45 minutes away from the house without my kids. Well, I mean, if they had done the dishes, they could have ice cream too. Uh, I guess. Instead, you had ice cream because uh, you did your chores. I did do my chores. Yes, actually, I didn't finish mine. I had to finish those when I came back too. You let you really. Well, I was uh, I uh, I cleaned uh, I was cleaning uh, the deck off and all that stuff. You know, trying to put out all the summer uh-huh. furniture. So you were re- rewarding yourself for a half-ass job. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's kind of what I do around here every day. Wait, no yeah. Kid. Yeah. What kind of lessons are we teaching these children? <laughs> we're teaching them to be uh, just like every other American <laughs> out there. We only do things to what we can do. Yeah. And then, yeah. Listen, I, I listen. I hear you. I know. You know the ice cream sometimes in your head is more important. It's just like one ice cream cone, but it's like it's indicative of a longer term problem. You, you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, I get what you're saying, but it really like. It doesn't happen all the time uh-huh. like that. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. I, 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 come on, they're I, playing you. They're playing you, Steve, and they're gonna keep on playing you and 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 dance all over your back when they're walking all over you. <sighs> yeah, yeah, they are playing me, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, all right. You know, they, well, you know, they they pull out that dead mom thing every once in a while, and you're like, okay, fine. Yeah, no, yeah the boy, right. they really lucked out with you that. You don't one. have to do, but. <laughs> If mom were here, she wouldn't want me to do the dishes. That's yeah, a, mom a, would have done the yeah. dishes, and we'd still have ice yeah, cream. Yeah, yeah, right. We'd still have the ice cream. So, <laughs> but uh, that was yeah. So, so that the, the bougie mil- the boozy milkshake place that does uh, sound smoke good. And smoke. It. Lo- I mean, it looks good. I mean, the ice cream itself was good, mm-hmm. like the regular uh, ice cream and all that stuff. But uh, and it was like uh, I don't know, it was like nine o'clock on a Friday night. We went. This was last summer. We went out there. Uh, after seeing um, Top Gun Maverick. Ooh. Yeah. 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 You know, the 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 funny part about it is, you know, so they put booze in the milkshake mm-hmm. or in a, in, a, in a sundae or whatever it is. But do you realize how, much, how many milkshakes you'd have to down to catch a real good buzz? Yeah, but it's not a, it's more about the, but a real good buzz? Well, what mean, are you the, looking for? To get tanked on ice cream. Well, if you're looking to get tanked, then you shouldn't be drinking at a place like that anyway. You want to get tanked, you stop at a liquor store, yeah. you down five nips, <laughs> and then you throw them out the window onto my front lawn okay. as you're driving by the house, and then you go get yourself okay, a milkshake. Well, let's just say I'm a functional <laughs> alcoholic, and I'm always right. looking for another chance to have booze in my uh, system. Right, okay. You know, is, is, one, is one milkshake going to be enough? No, I'm going to have to have a six-pack of milkshakes. Yes, but see, you're not enjoying the milkshake the way it was intended to be enjoyed. Why the hell I'm not? I don't think these folks are promoting the fact that you get completely blitzed off of one of their milkshakes and then they encourage you to drive home. I don't think that that's what their policy is. I'll have the uh, milk, the chocolate milkshakes or the peppermint schnapps and make mine a double. I like the milkshake that brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> not just some of them, all of them. Could you show me? I show you, but I have to charge you. <laughs> you son of a gun! It's eight twenty with Bax and Dangle on Rockwood O two.
Rock 102 and Skip's Outdoor Accents want to give you... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 67. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 73. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, really, really quick here. Uh, Rock 102 and Skip's Outdoor Accents want to give you a better backyard with the Backyard Giveaway. Someone will win a Supreme Balcony Bistro Patio Table Set, a 65-quart Arctic Cooler, a $200 liquid uh, liquor store gift, uh, uh, gift card, and a $100 cash card. Enter at rock102.com. We'll choose five qualifiers a day until May 19th. And then on Sunday the 21st, join me and the road crew at Skip's Outdoor Accents in Agawam for your last chance to enter as we pick the big winner. So Skip's Outdoor Accents backyard, barbe- uh, give- uh, backyard Giveaway from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic rock. You get through that okay? Yeah, you know, it's, right? uh, it's hard to say backyard. Uh, well, it's, it's back, yeah. It's, yeah, and it's just. Play just, on your name. Right? Yeah, I, I'm usually, it's like, uh, I usually don't uh, play with my name. We we always play. Remember we did the, remember we did that, I still have that uh, bottle with the beer, uh, Bax's Brew from the Couch. Remember we did that I, with yeah, the BBC? I do remember that. Uh, was it BBC? Yeah, it was, uh, or Amherst. 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 It was Amherst. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm be more than happy to do that again if someone wants to, uh, you know, compensate me for uh, my name and likeness. Hey, by the way, that uh, that Josie Cotton uh, you were talking about, uh, yeah. the, the podcast, yeah, they she mentioned you in uh, in her Instagram story. I know, isn't that crazy? Ooh, look at that. She's uh, she's wicked cool, and and uh, she's got a great story to tell about her big hit from the eighties, uh, Johnny Are You Queer? It's a hell of a story, and you can check that out in the interview and. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. There you go. You see what I did? I roundabout way. Yeah, no, uh, I, I appreciate your it. podcast. Yeah, no, they were. Uh, she and her publicist were deliriously happy about the way it came out. It's really cool. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I got some beauties coming up uh, the next couple in the next month or so. You got some beauties. Do I you? got. I got some yeah? real. Be- oh yeah. Got well, some like real uh, Joan Jett uh, beauties, like nope. in females. No, nope, no, no. Like, like, like interviews. I'm really excited about. Really? Yeah, no, what seriously. What about uh, David Byrne? Uh, no, but I've already spoken to half of the talking heads already. Yeah, but you Between do, Chris Franz and Jerry Harrison. want to get the big one. You could make the argument that without Chris Franz, there is no talking heads. Yeah. I would make that argument I guess you all could day say long. that. What yep. about, uh, what about uh, that other guy and the other guy? What and, other guy? Uh, the other, I don't know. From what? I'm just, I don't From know. how? I'm just naming something. The, the when the, when the guy did that thing and it was doing the, the, the which what, which thing who the the event and he did and the, you know it's uh, I don't know. oh that guy yeah that guy yeah, yeah have you ever I talked don't. to that guy before yeah, I'm I'm still working on that one yeah, yeah. well you well, know what? you never know that uh, would be a real beauty you're right you're yeah. right about that <laughs> that would be a real surprise if I can come up with that whoever you're talking about uh, you know who I'm talking uh, about. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, that, that guy. Did the thing with that thing. Yes, who, who uh, and collaborated with that other guy. With right. The other thing. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I know exactly what you're getting. And they at. Uh, they both played those thingies with the with the thingies on. Yes. Them. Yeah. Yes. Who can forget? <laughs> it's eight thirty one. We have news next to Rock one hundred two. Eight thirty five. With Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get zero percent financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Mass State Police issued a criminal summons to a 16-year-old driver following a pursuit down I-90 westbound Monday evening. 
According to state police, troopers were involved in a motor vehicle pursuit with a 2021 Nissan Altima around 6.10 p.m. Officials said the vehicle came to a stop within minutes in the area of mile marker 41 in West Springfield due to an apparent engine failure. The driver has been identified as a 16-year-old from Westfield. The driver's identity and gender have not been provided. After the incident, troopers detained the juvenile and issued a criminal summons before transporting them into the custody of their parents. And they were sent to bed without any supper. Well, there you go. Uh, the driver is said to be arraigned on charges at a later date. Mm. So, there you go. Yeah, a kid driving that 16-year-old kid fleeing the cops. Yeah, it's a, that's an ill-advised what strategy. Are we, what are we going to do? Uh, we're going to send you back home to your parents. I thought they would they would do a little I, I thought you would at least be detained, right? Like, you know, uh Well, you would uh, think so, but I it's mean probably it's probably one of these things that we were talking about earlier with like with that superintendent thing, like the circumstantial. Like it probably goes by Yeah, but you know what? This is like a great opportunity to teach a youngster a good fat lesson and uh like a like a scared straight program. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we you uh, where you have the kid, all right, they're 16, they're, uh, they're showing some uh, aggressive uh, antisocial behavior, and you put them in a room with a bunch of uh, hardened felons and criminals, and uh, they scare the living bejesus out of these 16-year-old kids. Scared straight? Is that what it was scared called? Scared straight. Yeah. And I think I've it, seen that before. Did you see it? Yeah, I've when you, seen it. Uh, did they show that to you in high school? No, I, I, I think I've just watched it. It was like a reality television show. That they had. Yeah, it, it kind of was, but I got to tell you, it was effective because these guys were scaring the living bejesus out of these uh, these kids. They used, to, they used to do those prison lockdown shows, and that was one of the programs they had in there where they scare the kids straight. Yeah. You don't want to end up like me, do you? You don't want to be married to the guy with the most cigarettes, do you? I don't think you do, kid. Yeah, what'd you do? I drank too many boozy milkshakes at a place in West Springfield, <laughs> and I crashed into somebody. <laughs> If they only had soup available, I would have been able to eat. I walked in illegally at a crosswalk. Yeah. Uh, an East Hampton man has pleaded guilty last week to the destruction of evidence and improper disposal of a body on Providence Road in Westford back in 2019. Mm. According to Middlesex District Attorney Marion Ryan, <clears throat> Marion Ryan and Westford uh, Chief of Police Mark Chambers, 59-year-old Daniel Paris of East Hampton left the body of Melissa Mester down an embankment on the side of Providence Road in Westford, Westford, disposing of her belongings and never notifying authorities of her death. Officials said that Mester's body was discovered on February 2nd of 2019 by a Westford resident walking his dog. Officers found her with obvious signs of death, but she did not have any identification on her. Police said the investigators had initially had no information regarding her identity or how she died or how she ended up down the embankment. Westford and Mass State Police conducted an extensive investigation during which they were able to identify both uh, Mystery and Paris. They said they uh, learned that the two had recently met and that on January 31st of 2019, Paris had picked up Mystery at her home in Springfield. Then they discovered that Paris drove them to the uh, Haverhill area. Uh, is it Haverhill? Haverhill. Haverhill. Uh, where he met up with someone to sell them a large quantity of heroin. Following that sale, police said that Paris began driving back to Western Massachusetts However, during that drive, Paris noticed that Mester died of a drug overdose, causing him to get off the highway on Boston Road in Westford. After driving by the fire station and taking multiple turns, he ended up on a secluded portion of Providence Road where he pulled Mester's body from the car and left her, along with her purse and cell phone, down the embankment. Paris never contacted law enforcement regarding Mester's death or where he left her. 
You know, if you can't trust a heroin dealer, whom can you trust? Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, investigators said they tracked Paris along Route 2 to the French King Bridge in Irving, where he disposed of uh, Mester's, body, uh, Mester's possessions before returning home. Uh, he pleaded guilty in Middlesex Superior Court last week and was sentenced to seven to eight years in state prison for charge of destruction of evidence and three years of probation on and after for impo- improper disposal of a dead body. That's all you get? Is three years probation? Yeah. That's uh, oh. seemingly a weak sentence that's a, for somebody that's a, who. It's a slap I, on the wrist. I mean, I get why you probably did it because you didn't want to get caught with all those drugs in your car. Mm-hmm. But at least stop somewhere and make a phone call and say, uh, I don't know. I just seem. I mean, obviously. Would have seen like to seen a different outcome of it, but it uh, it just I don't know. People are just jerks, aren't they? Sometimes they are. You know, I work with a bunch of them. I do too. Yeah, not hmm. naming names, I but I think if we work with the same jerks. Does yours uh, jerk rhyme with Max? No, but mine rhymes with Magel. I don't know who you're talking about. Pretty hard to narrow that down in a building with five people working in it. <laughs> I remember, like, when I first started here, there was like you could never, you couldn't even get a spot in the parking lot. And I yeah. worked nights. Yeah. I worked uh, seven to midnight. I'd get here at six p.m. and the parking lot would be full. Now we're just, you know, we we have plenty of parking here. <laughs> in fact, they made the spaces yeah, wider. Yeah. Three juveniles were arrested uh, last week. In a, oh, wait a minute. This is the same story. It was updated uh, 10 hours ago, mm. but it was the same story from yesterday. For the past several weeks, Springfield police have investigated the illegal possession of a gun and the illegal sale of illicit drugs with three juvenile males. They were allegedly selling and delivering drugs in a car. Oh, that's kind of a convenient idea. It is. It's like a door dash for drugs. <laughs> On Friday, police saw all three that all three suspects were traveling in and conducted a traffic stop on Woodside Terrace. During the search, police found a ghost gun loaded with 19 rounds of ammunition in the car. They also seized around 25 grams of crack cocaine, marijuana, and $2,485 in cash, all to be won here on the Price is Right. Come on down. Estimated retail value, defending yourself in court on this one? $5,000. I'll defend myself in court for $1,500, please. Three minors were placed under arrest, but due to their ages, names and charges will not be released. Okay. It's always sad when you see something like that happen. Uh, long statement. <laughs> I mean, there they are just trying to mind their business with an unregistered vehicle, an unregistered gun, and all of a sudden the cops want to get involved. That was like a Ted the Intern comment. It's always sad to see something like that happen. <laughs> didn't we, didn't he say something? Somebody died, and he said something. Condolences yeah, to the family. Yeah, rest in peace, Joseph. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? This, uh, this is theater of the absurd. Yeah, that we're it dealing is. With. Uh, longstanding concerns about trash and police calls at Walmart's second busiest store in New England came to a head Monday night. <laughs> Monday, <laughs> with one city councilor saying it's time for owners and managers to do better. 
Resident Dan Hackett says he's been dealing with the excessive trash and other problems for 15 years. At times, Walmart has responded and made efforts to reduce the litter, but Hackett has now turned to the city for help, believing local store managers and corporate officials have at times ignored the neighbor's calls. Has Walmart ever been fined for the trash, he asked. I've been to every Walmart in New England, and for my job, there is no other place where the trash is so bad because the cities do not accept that. A local official says the store is responding. Store manager Wendy Hubbard announced that uh, Walmart on Monday signed a contract with a cleaning company that will have a machine scrub the parking lot of trash seven days a week instead of hmm. the current three or four. The issue, uh, what? You know what I was going to say, uh, this, and this is going to surprise some people, mm-hmm. and I don't know if, uh, if people even realize it. If you've ever been to a Walmart parking lot and you notice how much litter is in the parking lot. You mm-hmm. say, well, that's that's uh, weird. You know what the cleanest Walmart in the area is? What? Where? It is very clean out there. You, you yeah. could eat off that parking lot uh, asphalt. But that's probably because somebody on that uh, town council probably said, hey, listen, if you want to do this here, you're going to have to make sure that no. this place is completely clean. Plus, it's shared with a parking lot with blows, I believe. What is it? Lowe's. I don't know what that is. Lowe's? <clears throat> Anyhow, hey. uh, I'm going to guess the reason why that parking lot is so clean. Why? Because you got the Hawkman going up each and down one of those rows telling everybody to pick up their garbage. Oofah. How Hawkman <laughs> with the trash pickup. How is he supposed to use that stick with the no arms? He tells somebody who has a stick <laughs> oh, his... to pick it up for him. Yeah, he said, yeah, pick that up. Oh, I can't do it. I'm telling you, though. You got it, the stick. It is, it is the cleanest Walmart parking lot maybe in America. Well, uh, not the Chicopee one, and if you've been there, you've seen I the have. line of trash, the pile of trash just backed up in there. And I have seen that, too. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 67 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 72. It is 55 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. What? Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. 851 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, nice day today. 67 for a high. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, uh, I was uh, going to say, in the studio with us right now is uh, Erica Ireland. She's uh, She's been with us before. And uh, a couple of great Special Olympic uh, events coming up with uh, with, the, with the police officers. Tip a t- cop is uh, coming up uh, a week from Friday. It's good to see you. Thanks. Good morning, guys. So, you got a, you got a couple of events coming up. Tell yes. us tell us about the uh, the tip a cop first. All right, Friday, May nineteenth, over at on the border on Riverdale Street in West Springfield, we're going to be doing a fundraiser known as Tip a Cop, where local police officers join forces with the wait staff, and we help serve the public in a whole new way. All right, that's cool. That's right. so that's uh, and again, this is all to benefit the uh, Special Olympics of Western yes. Massachusetts, and uh, and then on Sunday, the twenty first. Uh, spin my wheels RV pull and car show. Tell us about that. Okay, so this will be the first annual event called Spin My Wheels. It's going to be held at the West Springfield Police. Um, sorry, West Springfield High School, located on Piper Road, and that's going to be on Sunday, May twenty first, from ten in the morning until two p.m. We are encouraging teams of eight to twelve people to sign up and register online at spinmywheels.masstorchrun.com. And for $500 donation to Special Olympics, they can help pull a 30,000-pound, 40-foot-long RV, a distance of 20 feet. And the fastest team will be getting trophy and prizes for their team members, um, along with a car show. On the other side of the high school in West Springfield, we will be um, encouraging 
car clubs and uh, people with antique cars to come show their classics at 9.30, 9 o'clock to show up, and that's a $10 donation to Special Olympics. Eric, I don't know how many teams you're expecting for this uh, this event, but I've got an RV that needs to be moved from southern Vermont to uh, to New Hampshire. Uh, that's about 144 miles. I mean, how many th- teams, mathematically speaking, do you think we'd need to get that accomplished? Well, if you want to figure out the distance um, for 20 feet, we're helping for teams to raise $500 each. So I'm wondering how much you're willing to donate to Special Olympics. Well, it's not so much what I would be willing to donate. It would be what the participants would be uh, able to donate on my behalf. And I would, you know, for a certain percentage, I would give to any charity. Special Olympics, absolutely. Well, we can talk after the show and maybe we can make something happen for you. (laughs) I would like to see a bunch of people pull that thing down a mountain. That would be really cool. If it's on a decline, maybe it'll go a little bit faster. It so, would. Do it it uh, would. It would make that a whole lot simpler. No, no. <laughs> we would move out of the way. So <laughs> have keep you, on going. Have you done the RV pull in the past? Um, not in this area. So in Eastern Mass, we've done truck pulls. Mm-hmm. So uh, fire trucks that are 35,000 pounds, we've done pulls out there. And it's, again, another fundraiser for Special Olympics. So, so typically, uh, how many people does it take to the average person how many average people does it take to move a, an rv like that well the minimum amount on the teams for this rv pull is eight so eight. if you have, so you eight have strong to have eight people, people yeah eight to twelve we have um a team of 12 and uh you know we're hoping for the best all right so but let's say uh somebody gets uh, sick over the weekend uh, on your team and you only got seven uh, do you, we'll you call place? for a MC we'll call from for a, Rocco No, too. no yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just trying to see how hard it would be to move an entire RV. I know your, I know what your goal is is obviously to raise money uh, for Special Olympics, but I'm just logistically. This is the things that I think about. Like, well, how many people would it take to actually move an RV? Well, with if a rope? you stop by and watch, it's going to be probably about eight to ten people. Yeah. But if you have twelve, yeah. the extra help won't hurt. I think what Eric is trying to say, Steve, is how the hell would I know? I've never done it. <laughs> well, that's all you needed to say. And, and basically just say, why don't you get your butt there and uh, make sure you donate to Special Olympics because that's exactly yeah. what we want you there for. Now, y- you have been real active in Special Olympic fundraising uh, in the past. We had you guys uh, in uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, for so, the uh, Polar Plunge. Exactly. And you guys did really, really well for that one. Yeah, we were very successful for that event, uh, Polar Plunge. On March 12th, we were able to raise $75,000 for Special Olympics. Wow. And we had uh, 335 people go into the water. That's amazing. Yeah, that was a that was a great event. Thank uh, you very much for you, coming out. And you Thank went you in what, three times. You went in. Yeah, why not? <sighs> Listen, I, was I, it was it unseasonably warm that day? It was a very nice day. We got lucky. Yeah, okay. The wind was blowing, though. Yeah. It was pretty chilly out there. And I don't listen. I'm all about supporting the cause, <laughs> but I will do so from afar and watch other people jump into freezing cold water. You did really well. Thank done. you very much. I know I did. <laughs> the uh, the events uh, coming up on uh, the 19th. That's Friday, the 19th, a week from this Friday. Uh, Tip a cop at, uh, at on the border in West Springfield, and on the 21st. A Sunday, spin my wheels at uh, West Springfield High School. Eric Ireland, best of luck to you. If anyone wanted to find out uh, how they can participate or, or get more information, where should they go? They can, uh, if they want to register a team for the spin my wheels, they can sign up at spinmywheels.masstorchrun.com or they can email me at work, which is eireland at westspringfieldpolice.org. And uh, I can get them the information that they need. That's awesome. You've given us more information from the West Springfield Police Department today than we've ever gotten any information from the West Springfield Police in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so? Well, I hope I can continue that. Yeah, see? Yeah. All right. Good to see you, Erica.